Come one, come all to Nimmel's Secondhand Magic Store. Great prices, vast selection, no bloodstains. Tonight, gather around for 10 slightly used magic items. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight, we're talking about slightly used magical items. Yes, indeed. Tonight, we have 10 slightly used magic items, all from the Dungeon Master's Guide, all of them with slightly bizarre quirks that you can use in your campaign to add a little bit of whimsy to your game. Yeah, some cinematic flair, if you will. We enjoy all of that. So if you haven't yet, hit that like and subscribe button. Help us get our show out to more people and get notified when more amazing episodes come your way. And hey, if you're listening to the show, give us a review on iTunes or Podchaser or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Do the right thing, folks. Get us famous. So normally, the way that our show works is Matt will write a bullet point list of ideas. I will interject, I don't know, a few sentences of bullshit. Right. And we create a show. And we ad-lib the rest of it. Yes. But tonight, I have been divinely inspired because I was stuck in an airport, and I, I just had to do something. I was bored. Sure. And so what I have done is I have come up with 10 magic items directly from the DMG, but we've given them some quirks. And we're using the story of this uh, unscrupulous merchant called Nimmel. So Nimmel is a merchant and purveyor of used magic items. How delightful. All of the items were legally obtained, so says the forged paperwork, and are usable for you in your favorite game. This is where we're going with. Right. It's simple. And you can do this with literally any magical item. Just take a magic item and then twist it ever so slightly. Just a bit. Now, we've mentioned this before, but... (laughs) It goes without saying, we love quirks. Yes. Any magic item has the potential to pick up a strange quirk either due to players just using the magic item or magical locations, which we've gone into great detail about in previous episodes, exposure to magic or spells, demigods, anything really. Sure. Maybe just picks it up just at random. Quirks go a long way to provide lore, enrich your story, and make these boring-ass magic items more interesting. Because some magic items are useful but not interesting. Yes, So we figured what quirks could develop right out of the box from standard issue magic items. Well, let's find out. Sure. So what I've done is is I've come up with 10 magic items directly from the DMG. We've even included a sales pitch from Nimmel. We're going to describe the quirks or abilities that have developed from these items being in use. And we're going to provide a little bit of lore behind the item's previous owners, which may have caused the strange quirks to develop. Sure. Let's get started. At first, you have a Heward's Handy Haversack. This comes out of the DMG page 174. It is a rare magic item. And again, we've got a sales pitch, quirks and abilities, a little bit of lore that goes with this. All right. What's the sales pitch? One haversack, brown in color, gently used, but still functional. Some color staining and general fraying on the straps. Very sparkly. On sale today only. All right. (laughs) What are the quirks and abilities of this thing? Any object placed within the haversack will come out changed. It will either come out a random color or be entirely covered in shiny glitter. This hinders stealth rolls according to the amusement factor of the DM. Sounds 
awful. It's Sounds awesome. Terrible. It is absolutely awesome. What, what is the lore behind this? Nimnak Delaney was a rogue who crossed the wrong Fey on a particularly sensitive infiltration mission. To his horror, the Fey permanently cursed him and all he owned with an epic glitter bomb. While this did no damage to the rogue, his inability to hide proved to be his inevitable undoing. Because <laughs> if you can't hide as a rogue and you're covered in shiny glitter... Yeah, then you're in deep trouble. Yeah. <laughs> My argument is that this backpack was literally just owned by a six-year-old girl. This also would be just fine <laughs> yeah. for developing a quirk. Because if any of you have a six-year-old girl... I you have glitter have, everywhere. You have glitter everywhere. I happen to have a six-year-old girl. You do. There's glitter everywhere in the house. It breeds. It does. It's craft piece, man. Oh, it's God. It's awful. That's it. As you can see, very simple, easy to do, add a little quirk. What a great lore and story behind this. Yeah. It's fun. It doesn't harm anything. And as stated, right, the detriment is at the whim and amusement of the DM. Yes. Round two, we've got a animated shield. Dungeon Master's Guide 151, very rare. Matt, please read the sales pitch. Recently acquired shield, animated, well cared for. Owner gets percentage of local business sales. Inquire today. <laughs> what's, what's the quirks and abilities of the animated shield? Firstly, and I would argue most importantly, it smells of coffee. Yes. Every third activation, the shield transforms into a banner for Lufniff's Coffee, based out of Waterdeep. Illusionary hands spin the banner enticingly back and forth. The shield functions normally otherwise. Yes. <laughs> I want you to picture this. It's an animated shield. And it's one of the little banner spinner guys. Well, it's, it's a normal shield, but on yeah. every third activation, it turns into the banner spinners. And it just, but it still blocks all of your attacks. Can you imagine this in I a battle? I feel like that's more effective because you, that has to do some sort of morale damage. That's got to mess people up. What's the lore behind this animated shield, Matt? Rebolo the Merciful was a paladin of great prowess and renown, and tales of his exploits were sung by bards across the land. Eager to cash in on his brother's fame, Lufniff convinced Rebolo to help him promote his coffee house with a simple magical alteration to his animated shield. That's it. Again, does no change yeah. at all. You could even argue that it's literally just an illusion wrapped around the animated shield. That would be hilarious as well. But what a great flavor for this game. Sure. Who doesn't love the little banner spinner guys, man? They they work hard. Get your boring-ass animated shield. Now it's, now it's helping promote your brother's coffee place. That's great. I think... Uh, after combat for 1d4 rounds, you have to dance with it. I would be fine That's, with that as well. Yeah. A little bit, add a, add a little bit more quirk to it. Yeah. A little, Why not? Little banner dancers, man. You got to have them. That would be amazing. <laughs> Especially for an uptight character. That would yes. be delightful. Yes. It's almost like a minor curse. The next magic item are boots of striding and springing, DMG 156, uncommon. What's the sales pitch for these? <laughs> Well-loved but sturdy magical boots conform to any size feet. Reversible colors match your style. Be the Daddy Mac and put some stride in your step with these enchanted boots. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, here we go, folks. What are the quirks and abilities of these boots? The laces are crisscrossed. Any tracks made appear to be facing backwards. All right. 
That is both an interesting quirk and potentially useful. What is the lore behind these boots? These were owned by a child sorcerer with a tendency to wear their clothes backwards. And if those of you who weren't alive in the 80s don't get the reference, it's from the band Crisscross. Right. There were eight, eight or nine references at least, yeah. but that's fine. Some people still didn't get it. <laughs> we have a weapon of warning for our fourth magic item, Matt. This is out of the DMG page 213 and is an uncommon item. What can we do with this weapon of warning? Check out the sales pitch. Acid-etched, exquisitely detailed sword for the dungeon delver. Very alert. Never be surprised by monsters or anything again. Ooh, sounds interesting. What are the quirks of this magic item? The enchantment causing the warning is tuned to a hair trigger. As such, it will awaken slash alert the user to anything larger than a rodent every time. <laughs> It works as said. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no problems at all with this. What's the lore behind this sword? How did it get to be this way? This sword has recently fought a polymorphed black dragon and having taken acid damage is very concerned for its safety. It considers any creature larger than a rat to be a dragon in disguise. The adventurer, Maben the Bright, finally sold the weapon of warning to a traveling merchant after many sleepless nights. I love this mental picture. Again, in my head, I see this this adventure of Maven the Bright. Just, oh, God, this, this damn sword. Shut Oh, I see something. It's a squirrel. It's a squirrel. Get up. It's not a polymorph dragon. I told you for the ninth time, I'm getting rid of this damn sword. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what, that's what you, you got to do. get a long rest in. Oh, God, that would be <laughs> that's yeah, problematic. literally an exhausted adventure. Exactly. That sucks. And you have to attune to that thing, too. Mm. Harsh way to live, man. Yeah, it's tough. But in very dangerous places. It would be great. It's super useful. Yes. Our next item is a figurine of wondrous power, Onyx Dog, DMG 170, rare. Here comes the sales pitch. <laughs> I, God, I love everything about this. Onyx Dog figurine, very powerful, like new, good for a bard or a musically minded adventurer. Okay. Yeah. The quirk yeah. Oh, lies yeah. somewhere within. Sure. What are the quirks and abilities of this dog? The Onyx dog has developed several personality quirks over time. During combat, it will often rap while it attacks others. Additionally, upon command, it can perform a slam. Da, da, da. <laughs> there we go. You were waiting for it, weren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the lore behind this? The Sticky Fingers, a band of bards and thieves, were said to have owned this figurine, and their unorthodox tactics and music seem to have rubbed off on the magic object. There you go. I know, you're sensing a music theme this evening. Sure. We've, we've gone from 80s hip-hop to 90s hip-hop. And why not? And why not? Speaking of other things that we often question why not, we've got what? Question of the week. All right, Matt, what interesting question of the week do you have for me this week? Is it magic object related? It is. It's actually a uh, quirk related. Okay. What quirk would an item you possess begin to develop? Oh God, it could be all kinds of things. I mean, if it was, if it was produced by a charge, it would automatically drain after the first day. Cause I drain batteries like nobody's business. I would say something along the lines of any object capable of producing flame would produce flame in a random direction at a random strength given the fact that i've already exploded once this by the way is a true story folks i literally did i blew up one and a half times 
One and a half times? One and a half. That is true. I did blow up t- almost twice. Right. There was that grill incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, fair enough. What about you? What unusual quirk would an object develop in your presence? I think clearly it would be my backpack because I always have it with me. Any liquid placed in my backpack rises in either caffeination or proof. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And sometimes, on rare, wonderful occasions, both. both. Yes. That would be 100% fitting with your character. I love that. Yeah. Plus, how useful would that be? That'd be wonderful for me. Of course, we're always interested in the wonderful answers you give us. And if you have any, hit us up at Goblin's Corner on Twitter, Mastodon, Blue Sky, all the various social media channels that Matt loves to post to. Facebook. Also, you can comment down below. Right here. Yep. It's almost like there's a spot just for that. So we're talking about slightly used magical items. We've already talked about five of them. We've got five more to go. And the next one up is a Darn's Instant Fortress DMG 160 Rare Magic Item, Matt. And I believe you have the sales pitch for this one. Well of Instant Fortress for sale. Tropical-themed, owner-updated and modified. Travel with your home safe and stylish. Schedule at the front desk for home hours. I love this idea of it being tropical-themed. What are the quirks of this Darn's Instant Fortress, Matt? This Darn's Instant Fortress has been refurbished to look like a tiki bar or tiki tower. Tiki tower? Because it's, yeah, it's an instant fortress. It's 20 feet tall. Sure. Tropical flowers and colorful artwork adorn the walls while the fortress itself appears to be constructed from grass and reeds, while still being adamantine. Soft island music or ocean waves, the owner's choice, can be heard within the tower walls at all times. This sounds awesome. Again, this is a quirk. Now, obviously, minor illusion effects, so they could be slightly unbalanced, but let's not face really. it. Yeah. They're not. They're not. It's a tiki tower, right? <laughs> no one's going to mess with that. This is totally within the DM's realm to say, yes, something ridiculous like this exists. Sure. My thing is, you have a Darren's Instant Fortress. Painting it does not change the power level of it in any way. That's a good point. Yeah, you could just paint it. I'm just saying, like, for the purpose of this exercise, it's strictly visual, so it's not a problem. Yep. What's the lore behind this Darren's Instant Fortress? Mabel, the storm sorceress, greatly loved the ocean, the sun, and strong rum punch. Who doesn't? (laughs) Right? After acquiring this instant fortress, she upgraded it to remind her of the island nation where she was born. How delightful. I could see it almost being like a Margaritaville style, too. (laughs) Absolutely. It definitely has to be like tourist trap plastic tiki. Oh, yeah. It can't be proper tiki. I could totally see her familiar as a parrot. Yeah, that would be great. I think also maybe it pops out some uh, some lawn flamingos. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe kinda, even. Yep. This pops right out when you when you open it up. Wonderful. Next up, number seven, mithril armor, DMG one eighty two, uncommon. So, what is the sales pitch for this mithril armor? Mithril, mithril, mithril. Why cover yourself in inferior metal when you can be embraced by mithril? Be the talk of the town in your very own mithril armor. All right. So (laughs) what are the quirks and abilities of this? (laughs) The quirk is people seem to think it's way cooler than it actually is. Come on. Think about it. In in Lord of the Rings, all the dwarves, oh, look, it's mithril. People bring up, oh, look, it's mithril armor. Whoa, it's fucking armor. (laughs) It is magical. It's lightweight. Sure. But it's, it's just mithril armor. 
Gotcha. So it has developed this quirk that everyone else thinks is really cool. <laughs> what is the lore behind this? This armor was crafted by Brintley Lightforge, a dwarven cleric of Moradin, who spoke about the finely crafted armor at every opportunity. Look at my mithril armor. Isn't it delightful? It's mithril, you know. It's mithril, you know. Yes. Did you see my armor? Oh, were you noticing my mithril armor? Brintley's praise of the light armor didn't go unnoticed and was recently lifted from his cooling corpse. Probably should have gotten a mithril helmet. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Talk about your armor in the wrong place. Someone's going to steal it. Yeah, it's shiny. It's got to be worth something. That's what you get. For our eighth slightly used magic item, we have a drift globe. This comes out of the DMG 166. It's an uncommon item. And by the way, I like the idea of drift globes again because third edition didn't really have them lying around. Now you can just get them anywhere. Drift globes everywhere. Sure. Just open up a door where the broom closet is and just get bowled over with drift globes. No, sir. They're uncommon. They're only found in the lavatory. Ah, there you go. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Not the broom closet. What's the sales pitch of this particular drift globe, Matt? One drift globe. Slightly used, but very functional. Never venture into a darkened area without your trusty light. Fun at parties. All right. That sounds great. Sure. What's the quirk of this drift globe? The drift globe works as normal, but has a tendency to pulse with any beat present. Like a strobe effect. Yeah, treat it as a strobe effect. Yep. The light also is slightly tilted to provide a dramatic angle. Oh, yes. A jaunty angle for your jaunty drift globe. Yeah, it's, it's a dancing strobe light. That's what it's for. It's, yep. it's so you can have your own personal moment. So what's the lore behind how this drift globe acquired the quirk? Gibbernoose Claptrop Finger Down Strumpet was a gnome bard with a penchant for flash mobs and music. I want you to know I giggled every time I came up with the name for this. That is a fun name. As, that is a gnomish name, my friends. And it only took me two tries to get it right. <laughs> Over time, her drift globe began to absorb ambient sonic magic. She conducted and added a pulse effect. Mm. Delighted, Gibbernoose used this to great effect both in battle and at the Loker Tavern. How delightful, yeah. right? You got a strobe effect? Have it pulse? Screw up the orc's visual acuity? Stab him in the face? Go to the local tavern? You know, get some dancing on? Drink in the face? Sure. A lot of fun. Pick some pockets. Pick some pockets, absolutely. In slow motion. Yes. <laughs> now we're going to talk about number nine, the folding boat, DMG 170. It is a rare item. It is indeed. I mean, it is a folding boat. So give me the sales pitch on this thing. All right. And you'd think a folding boat, ah, you can't put anything in this. Oh, yeah, you can. You could totally quirk this thing out. Sales pitches. Need a boat? We got a boat. We have one that folds and floats. Be the talk of the town with your very own folding boat. All right. Yeah, I mean... We know it's useful. What are the quirks and abilities of it, though? The quirk is everyone knows you're on a boat and never forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm on a boat. T-Pain optional. Sure. <laughs> Maybe. In my game, the ghost of T-Pain would definitely show up on the folding boat. He's the coxswain bard. Yes. Oh, God, that's even better. Yes. All right. What is the lore behind this boat? This magical boat was owned by a pair of obnoxious young nobles who made a point of pointing out how amazing they were on their own portable vehicle. Because they're on a boat? They're on a boat. Don't sure. you ever forget. <laughs> ah, you're just, you were in a mood for this one, I, weren't I you? Just, I, I had so much fun coming up with this episode. Finally, we've come to the last slightly used magical item of the evening, a simple ring of evasion. 
Dungeon Master's Guide 191 Rare Item, Matt. Please, tell me the sales pitch of this Ring of Evasion. All right. Slightly singed, but very fashionable silver ring, inscribed with draconic numbers. Zeros and ones, mostly. Comes with a free pair of dented sunglasses. All right. Well, that sounds interesting. What a deal. You get sunglasses with it. What's the quirk of this Ring of Evasion? You can evade as normal, but you do it way cooler and with sunglasses. Oh, sorry. what a deal. <laughs> right. Who doesn't love sunglasses? Thematically, evading an attack looks like bullet time from the Matrix. Feel free to include music, a leather coat. What other other ridiculous effect? Like, I think you got to have shiny clothes. You should have propeller heads playing in the background. The crystal method. Something. There's, yeah. there's lots of options you could go with there. Visually, things should be shinier, crisper, and you should move within multiple visions of yourself it's literally just badass factor yeah there's nothing like again it's a ring of evasion works exactly the same but again you just look really cool evading stuff yeah the camera zooms all the way around the image this is perfect for the rogue that is fashionable <laughs> indeed yes what's the lore behind this ring of evasion matt mio was a renowned artificer and fighter who claimed he was the one the one mio his death at the hands of a very angry pentadrome beat cop proved that he in fact was not yeah we're bringing back the pentadrome beat cop busting ass sure <laughs> that's what you get for messing with the pentadrome beat cop does that mean uh the pentadrome beat cop is agent smith agent smith maybe so yeah that's terrifying that's something to think about so there you have it 10 slightly used magic objects that you can use again Directly out of the DMG, no real major changes to any of these items. Just was added quirks, a little bit of lore and flavor, mo flavor for you to use in your game. Coat of paint, right? Like, change the flavor a little bit. Give it a little, little something to hold on to. Just a little something, Some something. personality. Absolutely. Any questions or comments, hit us up at Goblin's Corner on Twitter, Mastodon, and all the socials. Did you enjoy this podcast? We've got a whole ton more of them. Subscribe to it. On your favorite player, YouTube, at Twitch. Click the five stars. Give us a review on iTunes and Podchase or any other place you listen to podcasts. Also, on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button. It helps get our show in front of more people, and it feeds the hungry algorithm. She's currently walking up towards you with a billy club with its five different legs because it's a pentadrome, and it's saying, what are you doing here in this town, kid? Sure thing. Algorithms, the pentadrome beat cop. That's all the time we have for tonight. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. We'll see you next time. Good night, folks. In a world where the Goblin's Corner is by Matt Staples. And Eric Holden. Show song by the mighty D20. This has been a subterranean production coming soon.